Welcome to the Ride Like a Mother podcast. You have your hosts here, Shelby and Carolyn. And we're here with Kelly Stewart. And for those of you who don't know me, he's actually my dad. (laughs) And we're here to talk about trailers. So Kelly's been with Flamins for about six years, you'd say. Um, Yeah, and just he sells trailers of all different kinds from, I guess, if you want to go on a snowmobile trip to taking the horses and moving them and going to rodeos and everything else. So tell us a little bit about you and how you got into Flamins. Well, it's kind of ironic. I I did work in the, the oil patch, but I I've had my own place for I don't know, 30 years now. Um, mm-hmm. I've honestly heard a couple of podcasts already. So I, <laughs> I was snooping in on a little bit. And, and um, yeah, we, we used to raise the mares and had quite a few cows and had sheep and had dogs. So we, we've we kind of done a little bit of everything. Uh, I've always considered myself a jack of all trades and the master of none. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I literally went to Flamin's Mooseman to buy a trailer. And uh, by the time I left, they give me a job. So it's it <laughs> weird. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how it happened. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed the trailers. Um, um, I, I don't know. I It's one of those things where I, I kind of get excited. Um, I, I do... <laughs> I, I do I do order a lot of the trailers and and uh, it's kind of the designing from step one right to the end. Um, so that part's pretty exciting. And hi, this is Shelby and Carolyn. We are two Canadian prairie ladies raising babies, riding horses, and living the country life. We are on a journey to find health and wealth while building our ranches, and we want to share the journey with you. In this podcast, you can expect to hear us share our own experiences, as well as interview other inspiring humans. We'll cover topics such as human health, horse health, barrel racing, building a ranch, and so much more. We are ready to dig into the tough conversations like mental health, motherhood, farming challenges, finances, you name it. You will walk away from this podcast with tips, tricks, and strategies that will have you finding more joy and peace in your journey. We know there's a lot of juggling that goes into this lifestyle because we are living it. And as a nurse myself and Carolyn with a master's in animal science, we have a lot to bring to the conversation. So grab your coffee to go, throw on your messy bun and muck boots. Let's head to the barn and chat because we have business to take care of and we're sure you do too. Welcome to the Ride Like a Mother podcast. And, uh, yeah, Flamins is a awesome company. We got uh, six dealerships in Saskatchewan. So uh, a lot of times, you know, other than this COVID, the last couple of years has really threw a pipe wrench into our fan. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, we would have 1,800 trailers on the lot usually. Um, Holy smokes. Wow. Yeah, wow. We're, we're down to about 500. So that tells you a lot about the trailer business right at this point. <laughs> Everybody needs to get their hands on. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Hot commodities here. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's more the manufacturers. Uh, you know, they, I can't believe it that, uh, you know, some of our aluminums are two years out, 20, 24 months. Mm-hmm. Um, we, yeah, to honestly, so we get our hands on one. So it, it's uh, definitely a manufacturer's market right now, not so much a buyer's market. Um, 
and that's really brought up the 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 used is uh, totally retarded uh, price wise at this point. I think uh, yeah, if you definitely <laughs> want to buy, buy a trailer, I, I would definitely wait a little bit to see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we're kind of yeah. post COVID kind of, but we're not. Um, or at least do your do your research because <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's all different kinds, so. What are the different kinds of style of the trailers that are available at Flamins right now? Or what can you order in or what's currently on the lot, I guess, since you've gone well, down a few numbers. <laughs> you know, right now we, we, I'd like to say we would have, we got some aluminums coming in about a year. Unfortunately, uh, we sold out. Um, we handled Norbert's. Um, they started back up in business in Glenboro. Um, in, in my mind, they are the best metal stock trailer slash horse trailer um you can get your hands on price wise and they're i don't know the story is they're a little heavy yeah they are but they last 30 years too so yeah that's nice (laughs) yeah you know aluminum is really nice going down the road um aluminum is not real good out in the field aluminum ain't made to flex as much as metal metal will flex and kind of get get its own shape back where aluminum is too brittle um so i I always you know if you're hauling mares to pasture and you're banging across the pasture uh, i'd say have a metal trailer not aluminum trailer but uh Mm. if you want to go on the the rodeo trail um do the aluminum they're a lot lighter Mm-hmm. um and well i don't know if your roads are any different than ours they're crappy uh, maybe you should have a metal trailer on the pavement i don't know i suspect <laughs> most of our listeners have pretty bad roads <laughs> <laughs> or the odd rodeo that you can barely get in and out of without trying yeah. to take off the back tire <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> middle of the field so saying that what are some of the biggest trends or the must-haves for say a rodeo person so somebody going with their families to a rodeo and they're needing that perfect trailer for their barrel horses and their team roping ponies (laughs) (laughs) and the kids what kind of trailers are we looking at well you know it's uh they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger Mm. um like last year we we had sold a six horse slant and it still had 14 feet, 11 quarters side load. Um, not for the weak at heart. Um, <laughs> you, you know, my, my biggest thing is, uh, you know, if you got enough money, you can buy whatever the heck you want. And realistic, <laughs> realistically, they'll, they'll add anything you want. You know, uh, they'll bump the trailer seven and a half or eight feet because you don't want to bump your head when you sit up in your bed. Mm-hmm. So, we, from, from right at the start, we can pretty well change anything. Like it's, it's easily done. It's just at a cost. Um, you know, we, we always kid when our kids were young and we went to high school rodeo, uh, we went with budget first, (laughs) you know, unfortunately, (laughs) most families, I think, (laughs) Well, I say that, but you know, the, the horse trailer is like buying a camper. You can pay $126 a month till you die. If you want to set that part of it up. Mm-hmm. Um, we never did that. We, we had a four horse with a little kind of made a room in the front. <laughs> and, and I think that's everybody's main focus should be that part, you know, sit down and, you know, figure what's your pros and cons and what's your must have, and maybe mm-hmm. would be on the other the other side of the paper 
and then, you know, narrow it down from there. I, I don't think a guy needs to spend, you know, a hundred grand on a horse trailer. Uh, to me, I'm the guy selling them and I, you know, I definitely take it if that's what you want to do, but, but, uh, <laughs> depends on the package you're looking for. Yeah. And some people, like, if you're on the rodeo trail, you're yep. in it every day. So it's yeah, like, you basically, cold. yeah, that's yeah. right. You basically live in that thing. So yeah. maybe and, and you want to spend that much. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You know what? And, and everybody's, yeah, like Shelby said, is, you know, some people stay in it more and some are less. Like at Flamins, we have a good, better, best, we call it. Mm-hmm. You know, those people that go on three trail rides a year, they, we have a frontier, two horse, three horse, little bumper. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I don't recommend them if you never take the trailer off your truck kind of thing. I, I think you would wear it out fairly quick. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, for your few trail rides or something, it, it would likely last you a lifetime. And then, you know, we do sell Sundowner as well. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm definitely a big fan of Sundowner. We've owned personally two of them, three of them, I guess. Um, (laughs) And we used to own the 48. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we had a 41 foot for. for, Yeah, yeah, it was a uh, tank. Better watch your corners with that thing. Yeah, 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 you don't. Uh, the days of the half done hooking to it were very limited, but uh, <laughs> everything was two ton and bigger. But mm-hmm. yeah, everything's in its own perspective, you know, what you're looking for, and uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a catch 22. You, you can spend a lot of money on a horse trailer if you want, but you know, just to start out, you don't have to get silly. I think you can you can find a fairly nice trailer like you know a stock combo for a new newly started family is perfect especially if they got a few cows at home mm-hmm. um i don't recommend a hundred and sixty thousand dollar trailer and then you know run your cows to the auction mart with it it yeah. would be a little scary you might want two different ones <laughs> but, you know, and, and that's the other thing you know it's two to license two to keep tires on you know, try to like the stock combo. I, I find you can keep your saddles up front and you can keep the front area clean and, and, you know, make that work, whether you, you know, put a door in the middle, you know, between the two, mm-hmm. but you can still use it for your cows or you got a few mares and colts you want to haul. It, it leaves a, a big, you can do a lot more things with it for the same amount of money, spend a little more money on a better one mm-hmm. and use it for more things. I think is the key you start uh, like this household here. We we've had up to four or five trailers and trucks sitting in the yard. Uh, by the time uh, you get everything insured, you just about got to go get a loan. And, yeah. uh, well, and just to put tires on all of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a lot of yeah. tires. That's yeah. a lot of tires. That, that's another whole yeah. whole, whole subject in the yeah. trailer world. Yeah. With the <laughs> truck on the front end of it too. But oh, but yeah. yeah, like the stock trailers are kind of nice just because as yeah. a ranch person or a ranch business owner, plus a rodeo person, you can dual use yep. rather than yeah. having the nice slant load, which is really nice to use at a rodeo, but not beneficial for that ranch family with cattle. Right. So for trailers, for... I'm kind of targeting rodeo people here. So yeah, <laughs> um, correct me, Carolyn, but um, for rodeo people, I guess, as far as trailers have you sold, what trends or what kind of aspects are the biggest thing that people want? 
Like, do they really need that hay rack? Do they need that middle tack? Is what's kind of the things that everybody's must haves, or I guess it probably depends on each family. Right. Like, yeah, the hay rack is pretty important. The onboard generator is huge. Oh, yeah. um, you know, yeah. it's it's one of those things where uh, um, you get to the point where, yeah, onboard generators are, you might as well get it from day one. Um, they're all set up. You can start them inside. Convenience is huge now. Um, nobody hasn't got a pile of extra time to do those added things that we used to do years ago, like run out in your socks and get your generator started. and. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and shut it off before bed because you don't want it to run out of gas. You know, nowadays, uh, yeah, they, they want place to haul hay. They want to be comfy. Like if, you, if you're going to really target like rodeo people that, that go, you know, 25 weekends, you know, early spring to late fall, uh, they might as well get, they're going to live in it pretty mm -hmm. much. So, yeah. you know, you might as well get it set up and, and each time you add a, a youngin to the to the the equation, <laughs> then uh, you know you you have to be prepared. And and uh, mm -hmm. uh, what I see some of those guys making mistakes is well, you know, I there's only me and her and and two horses, plenty or three horse. You know what? Think about down the road. You, you always do four. Mm -hmm. uh, you know. Uh, like to try to find a nice used four horse right now is really tough. Mm -hmm. um, you can find lots of threes because people, you know, realize that, holy crap, I had another kid and, and they want a horse. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, not so much the living quarters part. It's, it's the horse area where it's always the issue. People mm -hmm. seem to be always happy with what they picked uh, the living area. It's, it's more the fact, uh, the end of it, you know, you can't squeeze four in a three-horse trailer. It's just a little too crowded. So, you know, now, now yeah. it's five, <laughs> five and six. So it, it's uh, yeah, well, I can, big. Yeah. yeah, I can see that you'd add up pretty quick because if you have your own horse and maybe one that you want to take along for seasoning and then, um, and then your kids' horses, yeah, you could get you get four easy like <laughs> from you have all yeah. the kids that are your all-around kids well then they have to have their their barrel horse their heel horse their break oh my gosh horse, their calf roping horse <laughs> their... <laughs> didn't even think of that <laughs> yeah and you have all those horses so then ours slowly get squeezed out <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta have multi-purpose horses here yeah. <laughs> that's the next subject we have to talk about <laughs> yes. one that has been drilled in my head since i was a little girl <laughs> yeah oh, yes. that's what we did at, that's what we did at that's our house if, if, yep. if they couldn't barrel race or barrel race and team rope well they ain't coming yeah so. <laughs> well, it's, all sense now. it's all making sense <laughs> hey so as far as so we talked kind of about the living quarters aspect and the slat loads and um, Carolyn, you can actually comment on this too. I'd love to know your opinion um, mm -hmm. due to your master's degree, but um, what are some features of a trailer make for a comfortable ride for your horse? So like, what are kind of the higher aspects for, for them? Like what makes them comfortable? So you hear about the mats, you hear about the, you know, the different kinds of shocks, the, all those good things, but I'll leave it to you guys to. <laughs> well I'm, I'm likely the wrong guy to ask i um 
years ago we we did some tests on it and I even rode in the back and <laughs> and I never really found anything that I was jumping up and down that I wanted to stay there for eight hours I know yeah. that <laughs> um, you know nowadays it's uh like we got shock hitches now they're honestly airbag hitches mm-hmm. um you can add to your stock trailer just you know more i think they started coming coming out because the way the roads are turning out to be and and you hit a serious pothole it was just a jar on the horse's legs um now it's getting to be these air hitches they'll absorb some of the pounding um you know you can have uh well we ran some dairy cow mats and they were an inch mm-hmm. and uh honestly i i like them the best for you know what we were doing we've tried three quarters and we've tried five eights uh just a little more cushy not as handy to clean out mind you but yeah. you know it's, it's <laughs> tough to honestly find something really good for everything uh, I, in my opinion but like i said mm-hmm. you you kind of likely did a little bit of that yourself so (laughs) yeah it's funny that you said that you got in the trailer and rode in it because I did that too so (laughs) and that was actually going to be my first tip was just like go get in your trailer and see what it feels like because then you'll have a better idea right of what the horses are feeling but okay so a little bit about my masters and why I'm actually like qualified to speak on the subject at all (laughs) is uh because my master's project was actually on beef cattle transport so we put sensors in cattle the trailers being um with cattle being transported from manitoba to alberta and then also throughout alberta and we put accelerometers on the trailers so those are the ones that measure vibrations like you also have an accelerometer in your phone. It tells you like which way your phone is orientated and stuff. And you can actually download an app on your phone. I can put it in the show notes, which app it is. And you can measure the accelerations too. So you could put your phone in your trailer and see what the, what the vibrations are in your trailer, which would be totally cool in my opinion. But anyways, so we put, we put the accelerometers in the trailers. We had temperature and humidity sensors. We measured the cattle. Um, we we watched them as they were being loaded and unloaded and we took body condition scores and then we measured their carcass um information at the at the slaughter plant as well when they arrived and when they were unloaded from the trailer so we got pretty much the whole picture from loading to unloading and what that what the consequences consequences were for their carcasses so it was very interesting because we did um so you might be wondering like why, <laughs> why I'm talking about cattle here and how that's like relevant to horses, but obviously they're pretty similar. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the um, research, there's not a lot of research on horse transport. There's just not as much um, funding for that subject. So a lot of the um, literature review I did was for all sorts of different animals. And there's also not as much for the beef cattle industry. So a lot of it was on hogs and on transporting cattle, like all the different breeds of animals or species, I should say. So you can take the research from the cattle um, trailers and apply a lot of it to the horses actually. And so what we found was that um, accelerations do in fact affect the cattle. So they 
it follows that they would also affect the horses. And okay, so what does that mean for actually like our purposes, like hauling our horse to rodeos? I would say um, it depends a lot on how long you're going to be traveling for. What you want to think about is those accelerations, they actually add up over time. So if your horse is standing in that trailer for a small amount of time, Okay, so they have some really high accelerations, like say you go over some bumps or whatever, or you knock them side to side, they might get bruises like physical um, bruises, but that those accelerations that add up over time are going to be huge and impactful. But what you said is perfect about the shock absorbing floor mats, air ride suspension, the suspension is going to be super important. So if you're yeah. hauling just down the road from here to there, whatever, a couple miles, maybe you don't need to pay as much attention to this, but if you're going to be hauling down the road, that's going to be super important because when your horse comes out, you want them to be focused at their peak performance. You don't want them to have bruises or be like, you know, <laughs> tired just from um, staying on that trailer for so long. And uh, one of the other things that I found interesting is that, um, oh, okay. So at specific frequencies of vibrations, I'm getting totally nerdy on this podcast. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but at specific frequencies, the body of your body or like a cattle's body or whatever can actually vibrate differently than your organs. And that's what makes you feel like motion sickness or get so, um, yeah, just keeping those down is going to be good because you don't want your horse to come out of the trailer feeling like ill from from that, right? Like not only will they get tired if you're starting and stopping a lot or whatever or you have poor ventilation or something like that, but even just the the occurrence of those vibrations over time. Mm-hmm. And then okay, so then that's just on vibration. Then we got ventilation got to make sure that's good. Cause you got to make sure that they're at the right temperature. And, yes. um, yeah, that's super important. Many studies on that subject, mm-hmm. um, food and water. I don't know what the options are in a trailer for food and water, but very important that horses keep hydrated. So it depends. Like, I mean, if you're just going a few hours, probably totally fine. But if you're going more than 15 hours, you're going to want to make sure that those horses have, um, have food and water because otherwise they're going to have at that point, right. It starts to affect their tissues, not just, not just what's in their stomach, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, food and water provisions. And then, uh, I I'm going to keep going here if you don't, guys don't mind. (laughs) I was just going to say like with the trailers, a nice, like a nice add on would be the mangers. Like I know my the mangers and I mean, I don't haul 15 hours by all means, but some of the ladies that do, or men that do rodeos up and down, like those are beneficial, but I mean, most of them stop what every two, three hours, at least to water their horses too. But I know going back to kind of the vibration part, a lot of big time rodeo people, they have right. their four or five horses that they use because right. Like there's just not enough evidence to show that it's beneficial to haul your horse that far, right. Mm. Like those far distances. And that's, yeah, maybe that's where the trailer world can be a little bit better, but it's kind of hard to have that full on. Yeah. Comfort. Well, honestly, you can yeah. get you can get an air conditioner set up for inside your trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, in the back too. 
Yeah, <laughs> oh. the Mythical setup, you, you can get camera set up. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. you got your five inch screen right beside your radio. You can look and you know exactly if the horses are standing there comfortably or if they're agitated. Um, mm -hmm. Like I said, uh, financially, you can have whatever your heart is. <laughs> it's, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's kind of where you want to be, where you're going to be happy and what you honestly can afford to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's something else that I often think is like a little bit overlooked is the loading and unloading of the horse. So I'll tell you my thoughts on this. <laughs> Absolutely. Have you guys ever heard of Temple Grandin? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I studied her lots when I was doing my thesis because she's like the OG of um, animal handling yeah. and, and having animal handling facilities. And <clears throat> so she does a lot on like minimizing or like making spaces really um, open and appealing to animals just naturally. So you never have to like fight with them to go in places. Mm -hmm. And I find that a lot of people have trailers that are not very enticing for horses to go into. So when I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about those little two horse trailers that are dark at the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, so things that like could help in that situation would be a light inside the trailer. Easy, easy fix. Opening yeah. a window, if you have like a manger, just open the window on there. So having something at the front that can open up is nice if you have a horse that doesn't really want to load or, um, and if you have a loading ramp, which I have never had a trailer that had a loading ramp, but just making sure it's not too steep because horses don't like to climb something steep and or that that actually that the trailer isn't too high off the ground or if you need to you can just back up to like a little hill or something that's what we always do but but yeah that loading and unloading can be really important because it sets them up for their ride right so if they go into the trailer stressed then everything that might feel negative in the trailer is going to be like so much worse because they're already in that state of just stress Mm -hmm. and their heart rates up and their cortisol is up and they're just not feeling great so yeah anything you can do to make that loading and unloading a big open door too is awesome like that's why I like what you said about the stock trailer combo because I found for training yearlings to get into a horse trailer those stock combos are awesome they're so mm -hmm. open and airy and like yep. so bright inside there and the horses are just like yeah okay Cool. <laughs> well, and I find the open is really good. Um, but even if you, you got young colts and you're trying to get them in slant stalls and, and that honestly agitates them more because they're in a, you know, a 30 inch confinement and, and you'll find a lot of young colts when you get to where you're going and you have slant stalls, they're, they're either popped or they get their back underneath because they mm -hmm. panic. Um, oh. I, I find it's really good with a stock combo. Just run them in you know, hopefully they're used to their buddy standing behind them or beside them. Um, but that's, that's kind of his security blanket as well. Mm -hmm. And it, like we used to be in Ericsdale and we'd run down to Lindsay Harris's to rope. And we, we had a 24 foot trailer. We put six head in there and, you know, yeah. we just throw them in, tie them, no gates, nothing. And horses, you know, when you compare the cows to horses, 
the horses make enough miles. They, they honestly get a lot more accustomed to the ride um, than a cow, let's say, unless yeah. you know, maybe she's a show cow or something. I don't know. <laughs> Not that I've had a show cow, but no, uh, me neither. <laughs> but you know, the horses honestly ride uh, way nicer once they learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, they, they stand good. Um, we always laugh, you know, trailers, and then we laugh at the trucks. You know, I, I think if I'm hauling lots of cattle, I like dual wheels. It keeps the trailer a lot more Mm -hmm. stable, but I don't notice that when I haul horses because the horse will stand still. You don't have that side to side motion going down the road. Um, where that dually, you got an extra foot of width. It's just keeps your trailer a little more stable hauling cows where single wheels. I'm good with that hauling horses because they they're used to being hauled um or at least ours are mm-hmm. um it just you know when we went down the road a lot i could undo my horse from the back of the trailer and he and he would literally walk and go get into the trailer by himself <laughs> we had so, a mare like that too <laughs> actually in a two-horse trailer because we fed her grain in the manger yeah, but yeah. she was the only one that would load in that trailer nice but she'd just shove the other one out of the way she'd stick her nose in there and just Oof. Yeah. Get out of my well, way. I'm going in. That was a comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. I don't and know that, why she liked it, but yeah. Well, that's the only a, one. Yeah. Ours just got used to it. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. it, if they don't get scared or you don't give them a reason, you know, like if you're a lady driver, I could understand it. But whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Just kidding. It's a mama podcast. <laughs> just kidding. But, uh, you know, that's one thing that you got to look for when you buy a trailer too now is, is height, you know, don't, uh, mm-hmm. uh, we, we do it too. You know, it's getting to be, uh, when we talked about tires, you know, to honestly end up with 16 ply tires, you got to bump the size up to like a 17 and a half inch tires, which, you know, those tires will roll all year and not give you an issue because of the ply. But but you're three quarters of an inch to an inch higher for that horse to get in the trailer, and everybody laughs. But I'll tell you what, that's a pretty drastic difference, and that's yeah. the way they're getting to be. You know, with the potholes, you know, the days of two sevens on a twenty-four foot trailer, uh, you can overload that, that trailer. It just just too big, you know, um, and two sevens is only fourteen thousand pounds. So that's why they start going to 8,000 pound axles and then jumping the tires up so you can achieve that 16 ply instead of 14 ply. Yeah, there's lots of, yeah, we could talk about this for hours. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Things to look for. But that does, that's kind of bring me to my next question. And I'm sure a lot of people in podcast land will be wondering this mm. one too. But new versus used trailers. Um, I want to know kind of what you look for in a horse trailer, strictly horse trailer we'll go with. Um, And what kind of red flags like happen, right? Like you talk about the axles. Well, I know there's lots of bent axles on trailers. So what are things that you would look for? And that would pop out as a red flag when buying a used trailer. Well, unfortunately don't wear your Sunday going to meet and close because (laughs) you, uh, you got to get down on your knees and look underneath, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of trailers, um, 
the ones you know we were selling were not now they got bought out by a different company but they had floor supports every five inches which i've never seen a trailer ever get built like that now a lot of them are 10 to 12 inches where the main support goes across especially aluminum uh aluminum and gravel uh they they don't rust but they get ate out pretty fast and get bent underneath the trailer so that that is definitely one of the first things uh, i'll crawl under there and sometimes they're missing underneath there so you're <laughs> instead of having one every 12 inches you might have two or three missing underneath there um and the bent axle thing especially now with with our roads that's that's one of the first things i look at because uh, horse wise i i think we got a little leeway cattle wise you know if the guy has a foot they he makes sure there's another calf in there and and most of them are overloaded most of the time and hitting these potholes is honestly bending the axis mm -hmm. they you know the the ratio now of what you can get in and what you can haul on that trailer um everything is a big picture you know if you had to put three axles there's another fourteen hundred dollars so you know somebody looks at a trailer and says well this one here and they're both brand new and and this one's 2000 more and they say well i'm going to buy this one because it has two axles and really you should have bought the three axle trailer mm -hmm. but they're kind mm -hmm. of going with their, going with their budget unfortunately mm -hmm. and and some don't know like a simple spare tire you know at at flamens we're one of the few but we give a spare tire with everyone and mm -hmm. and nice. a lot of a lot of times now there's 650 bucks for a spare yeah so you know when you start working out well this these guys are a thousand bucks less than us yeah do, do, do you got a spare you know do you got how much warranty do you honestly got mm -hmm. and you know our flamen store here does all of our own services all our own axles we can we can do everything we're a one-stop shop yeah. uh, that's a poke for flamens by the way but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, and, and you know that that's the, that's the biggest reason i'm working there i'm pretty confident there is nothing we can't fix mm -hmm. and if somebody has an issue we go above and beyond the call of duty to make them happy <laughs> nice so when i asked brad um about trailers and like what he would look for the first thing he said was I even wrote it down because <laughs> uh, rivets, not welds. What do you yeah. think about that? Honestly, um, I I do like the welds. Okay. Myself. Well, um, yeah, let's have a debate. <laughs> yeah, I, I, got right I don't even know why he likes the rivets over welds. Other than I know that we've had a few doors that the welds broke and it fell off. So I do actually know. Yeah. So, well, and, and um, you'll notice a drastic difference even standing beside your trailer. Uh, heat does funny things to trailers or metal or aluminum. Um, I, I like the weld thing because, you know, your metal's going to flex. You start getting into aluminum wise, then there, I think the jury's still out. Um, I find the aluminum is going to flex more in the sun than normal um so people with the rivets say well they'll wiggle but that's a to me is kind of a weak spot you're going to be changing that that rivet mm -hmm. because what happens is every time it flex it makes that hole bigger like they're they're drilled at mm -hmm. one eighth okay. of the, one, one eighth of an inch and to stay tight but as it flexes with age that hole keeps getting bigger and bigger till finally that rivet will come out 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, the, the welding, they say too much heat on aluminum, um, will create that trailer to crack. Um, I don't agree with that hundred percent either. I'm kind of bad that way, but, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. Aluminum is really a man-made product. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the days of the old Wilson Cataliners going down the road and hunks literally falling out in the, in the oncoming traffic, um, they're no longer the aluminum is more malleable now it's got a little flex the the old aluminum was super brittle and it, you know any amount of flex you'd just crack um you, you don't have that as bad now with the newer aluminum trailers it, it all depends on the, the quality of the trailer too you know mm. you can yeah you can go a, a yeah. $30,000 trailer when it should have been 45 and uh, mm-hmm. you're going to see that, you know, you'll, you, another way you can really tell we always laugh because I look up the weight of the trailer, you know, and uh, I've seen 24 foot aluminum trailers where they're 2,600 pounds, which is should be against the law mm-hmm. like there is no product in that trailer whatsoever okay, so what is like an average weight of a trailer though i have no idea well you're gonna get uh like a 24 foot aluminum should be up to that 42 4100 pounds oh, okay cool yeah. so that is quite a bit more than that. It's, <laughs> it's drastic like i've honestly seen you know some of those aluminums the cheaper ones have really put a lot of people off because they bought one and said, well, all aluminums are, uh, I got to watch my word. All aluminums ain't very good. <laughs> you know, so, uh, Way to catch <laughs> yeah, nice. and, and then you'll, you'll bump into some of the other ones. Like, uh, they just weigh, you know, you've got a lot more product in it. Um, uh, we took one on trade, um, and literally a bull turned around and pushed the door backwards. Mm. Like they're, they're just, just light. And that's where you'll get a lot of the rattle too. That That's another thing. Mm. A lot of people will say is, you know, these aluminums, they rattle too much. The good ones don't, mm-hmm. you know, the, the ones not so good or the, the introductor uh, aluminum trailers, you, you'll notice a rattle because they, they are too light. You know. There's another uh, there's another point for driving in the trailer before you buy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See if it rattles. That Take noise though. <laughs> I took a ride in one of our old stock trailers one time, and I was like, "Wow!" Other yeah. than the the dust, it was the noise that was like I wasn't expecting that. So yeah, I can see the rattling. It's not That's great. It. I'm going to go less technical, but I think the biggest red flag for new or used trailers is um, when you have all of those living quarters and the sewer and the water is underneath the trailer. That is a huge oh. red flag for me. There has been so many you go to. I'm not going to point out high school rodeo as a total example, but like any <laughs> rodeo and stuff. But those ones, the people, like the whole family's living it for like months and they're every weekend if not all throughout the week and you see these trailers pull up and they have huge skid plates on the bottom of the trailer protecting their sewer and it's practically dragging on the ground so that's the in my mind that is a huge red flag yeah there and it's hanging down yeah 
I've never been well, blessed with a trailer that had that at all. Uh, <laughs> never even a thought in my mind, but that's a good tip. Well, <laughs> you know, it, and, and it's not for everybody. The conveniences are nice, but mm -hmm. it comes at a cost. You know, you, you got to winterize that thing. Um, and uh, I don't know if you've owned a camper, but it seems, you know, your set of taps for your house is $69.99, but a set of taps for your horse trailer is $250. <laughs> um, you know, uh, one does not go with the other. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, people are looking for the necessities or in their mind necessities, mm -hmm. but um, it's a lot of upkeep and, and a lot of maintenance. Um you know, I, I know, uh, after I, kids got a little older and the wife decided that she was needed a shower and a potty, um, <laughs> we, we definitely didn't cross back over to the dark side once we got there, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's convenience, but it is, it is a lot of work. And, uh, I, I don't recommend those for a guy that's going to pound a lot of gravel. Like mm -hmm. if you, mm. and, and I don't so recommend go to any rodeos in Manitoba and Saskatchewan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not just that too, because you know, a lot of people ride in the winter now too. Uh, oh, that's yeah. just an accident waiting oh, to happen. Yeah, yeah. Those pipes flex, um, you're guaranteed to be putting a new sewer on that thing mm -hmm. come springtime. Um, and that's, mm -hmm. you know, that gets back into our budget. Like, do you think you need, four different trailers to honestly get accomplished what you do in a year mm -hmm. that that's totally up to you but you know that's why i always said you'll do the rancher thing and and, and if you do want to do high school and you can get a nice three or four horse go with the four um and get that <laughs> set up and you know st stay stay away from from pop outs um that, that's a weak spot in a trailer you know they're really good when they're new um you start getting five, six years on them and rough roads. Um, they start jamming and, and you have a lot of dust come in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, I could go for hours at this, but. Uh, <laughs> I guess that'd be another red flag. Huh? Make <laughs> yeah. sure you're taking it for a test drive, take it on the gravel roads and then yeah. come back. <laughs> yeah, totally. And go stand in it. Yeah. No, absolutely. I've taken a lot from this episode. Um, yeah. Lots. Anything you have to add, Carolyn, to any more red flags that Brad has written down? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, uh, yeah. I'll right. bring, I'll bring your comments back to Brad and we'll see what he says. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'm right. That's my personal opinion. As long yeah. as we're going with that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Kelly, for joining us. For yes episode um just so people can you know ask you about some future trailers at flamins how can they get a hold of you well i'll tell you you can call flamins mooseman mm -hmm. and uh they should know where i'm at they will forward Perfect. you uh forward you to my cell and uh most days i am there mind you um but yeah i'm kind of the I'm the so-called trailer expert for yeah. pretty much most of Flamin. Um, well, I'm definitely am the guy for the horse trailers slash cattle trailers, anything to do with livestock. Um, I know Shelby has done her little speech where I had a hundred horses. Well, she was off. A bit. I was off. He corrected me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I, I, I think I'm on my biggest year, we bred 167 mares. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but, yes. uh, but we also had, <laughs> you know, four, 450 cows and mm-hmm. we had 500 sheep and lots of times we would have 40 dogs, 30, 40 dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, the kids kind of grew up uh, pretty much living the lifestyle we we didn't really have any other choice i Mm -hmm. in my spare time i worked at a community pasture for 20 years so Mm -hmm. um you know i i was lucky you know growing up my my family is not uh, if they got a dog that'd be an exciting thing for them people (laughs) but uh i i am definitely a different mold from our my family but uh yeah i've got lucky enough to you know verns the persia some really good horsemen. Yeah. It's paid off over yeah. all these years. I'm getting a little fat now to ride, but I still enjoy it. Oh, no, you're still you're good. So if you're looking you for a trailer for your goats, your sheep, yeah, your yeah, cows, yeah your things, we've been there, done that. You've, you've got experience, that's for sure. Practical, mm-hmm. hands-on experience with the trailers. Exactly. And that's what you need when you're looking for one, right? Yeah. Somebody but yeah well thank you again so anybody that needs to get a hold of you goes to mooseman flamens and thank you so much to everybody listening and joining us i hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we have and we will see you guys at the next jackpot we will see you thanks for tuning in you betcha